All right, welcome back to the Martinez Marcelo podcast. Uh, I'm I'm Wilco Martinez. I'm joined here by my co-host Daniel Marcelo on a snowy day. Daniel, how's it going? Uh, you know, pretty good. It's been a hectic uh, 48 hours. You know, the semester is starting to pick up a little bit, but uh, you know, everything's going well. What about with you? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Um, I wasn't too pleased to have to walk all the way over here from West in the snow because the bus driver wouldn't open the bus for me and a few other people. But it is what it is at this stage. Um, of course, I think you might want to talk a little bit about your last 24 hours for uh, our listeners. I mean, uh, just ran into a little car issues, you know. Uh, the car still runs fine, but we may have to have a memorial service for for my car pushing uh, 155,000 miles. That's rough. But, uh, yeah, it's been hectic uh, trying to figure out how in the world the Stony Brook Baseball Club is going to get money. Mm-hmm. Um, we may have to fund ourselves again. That's a whole a whole lot of other stuff. But let's get into the actual baseball news as Manny Machado finally ended the huge, I won't say ended, but some of the players' union complaining about players not getting paid. Well, that's sort of toned down a little bit. Machado getting 10 years. $300 million, the largest free agent contract in sports history. Thoughts on this one? I mean, I think it goes back to what we've been talking about in the past few weeks, which is the whole idea of whether you want to invest into someone for 10 years. But um, we were talking about it last week, and we were talking about how the you know your peak in baseball, but in other sports as well, now isn't so much you know 26 to 36, but it's a bit um, earlier than that. So I do think there's a risk involved with this, but at the same time, you want to talk about the most expensive contract in history, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't even mention the team either, San Diego Padres of all teams. Which, um, I mean, there's a risk there that you kind of just fall out of the spotlight, but you're getting paid a lot. Um, what were your takes well, um, on this signing? I, I felt like it was it was going to happen at some point. Uh, I think I said last week, over the last couple of weeks, I thought he was going to go to uh, to the Chicago White Sox. I think I said Harper was going to come to mm. San Diego. So, I mean, I, I'll give myself half credit on that one. Fair enough. But, um, but you know, Manny Machado, he's a top 20 player in baseball. You know, I don't – personally, again, I it's not really the money that bothers me. It's that, you know, 10 years – uh, you know, can kind of hurt a team, but they're giving him an opt out after five years, and um, you know he's uh, he's going to be more than happy being in sixty-five to eighty-five degree weather all year long. And you know, I think his wife had a lot of uh, influence in this because I think his wife really wanted them to pick a place where they can settle down, you know, and their family can be uh, happy for the next few years. And I mean, that's a big factor as well when it comes to getting a 10-year contract, settling down somewhere, so it might as well be somewhere good. And we're seeing this increasingly um, with athletes just around the world of sports. We We talk about this case here with Machado, obviously, but then we also have LeBron who, you know, for as much as he wants to say that it's basketball reasons, we all know that family played a big role in why he ended up going to L.A., um, now, when it comes to Harper, what do you see happening uh, in the coming days? Well, Harper is probably going to ask for more money. I know uh, they said it was pretty close. Some reports are saying it's pretty close with the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm-hmm. Other reports saying eh, it's not so much. 
But over the last sort of 48 hours, the talks of him settling down are, are uh, you know, getting hotter. And he's going to ask for more than $300 million. Him and Him and his agent, Scott Boris, you know, they're going to ask for more than $300 million. I think they turned down, there was a report today that he turned down more than, I think, I think it was five offers of more than $300 million. Um, I don't, I don't know where he lands. The Padres are definitely out. They said that on Harper, but, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting if, if to see where he's going to end up. Um, but on Machado, I really think he wanted to be a Yankee. Why? Why do you say that? I, I, I well, I think he, he's re- he really wanted to be a Yankee. I think that's what his family wanted. And the Yankees, all they had to do was, uh, give him the check. But they, I think they shorted him about fifty million dollars. I think their offer was like seven years or eight years, two fifty. Um, and I think he would have gone to the Yankees if they gave him three hundred million dollars. Um, I mean, you're obviously better informed than I am, but I have read conflicting reports on that. Um, first of all, what you said, but then also that there was never a concrete offer on the table. So I don't know. It, it, what what I've seen over the last couple of years is all the reporting in baseball has been a little hazy. Like I remember someone broke early, like in October or November, that uh, Machado had already signed with the Yankees, and then mm-hmm. now we're seeing it's obviously the whole whole totally different issue. Um, but you know, it's at least one of the big stars is signed. I assume Harper will be taken off the market by the time we get back in our seats here next week. Um, but again, in terms of the players' union, they can't complain as much that their big guys aren't getting paid. It's uh, I, if Harper gets way more money, you know they can't, uh, you know they can't complain about what's going on with them. Uh, and um, just to wrap this up real quick about Harper, you said that he'll likely be signed by the time we get back here next week. I agree. I have him going to Philly. Where do you see him landing? Well, obviously not San Diego, so I'm gonna have to switch things up here. Um, I want. I I think the top two. I think the Nationals and Phillies are in the top two. And personally, I would love. I I know a lot of people say, oh, we don't want him in the division, but personally, I would love it if uh, he went to the NL East. Because now you're talking about you're investing 300 million plus in this guy, and that kind of hurts your team and what what you can get in terms of building around other guys. So, but to answer your question, I'm gonna say he he goes to the Phillies. That's that's what I'm gonna go with here today. All right. Um, just a quick Mets update because you know the Mets can't stay healthy. Jed Lowry's already got a sore knee. We haven't even started playing games <laughs> yet, and Mets are dropping like flies. So you know, uh, as much as we want to say. Uh, all right, maybe Harper will get out of the division. You got to keep ourselves healthy first. Mm. But we'll go. Uh, we'll talk about the NBA All Star Weekend. Uh, we'll talk about the events because we've made a couple predictions about what was going on. I gotta say, this is uh, you know the same dunk contest, a little underwhelming, but I think it was. all the whole All Star Weekend was fun to watch. I think so. Um, this just going event by event, but let's start with the slam dunk contest then, since you already mentioned that. Um, I was really only impressed a lot by two dunks. 
the first one was the Hamidou Diallo one over Shaq and then hanging onto the rim with his that elbow. Was, that was beautiful. That was really good. Someone and tried to tell me that was top five dunk. That was the top dunk of all time. Someone tried to tell me that. Right, I think that's a bit that's, much. Yeah, that was a reach, but. But it was definitely, I thought, the best um, dunk of the night. And what I can't understand is how that got a 50 and then the one with Dennis Smith jumping over Dwayne Wade also got a 50. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, both of the dunks were nice, but what I, I what I would like to see is the NBA sort of go to a 15-point uh, scale because now you can give a 10, but if you have a dunk even better than a 10, all right, here's an 11, you know? Mm-hmm. And 15s would be like that Vince Carter reverse windmill or the through-the-legs dunk. But uh, I, you, can't, you can't talk about the slam dunk contest without bringing up uh, John Collins' uh was it, a flight crew or whatever the yeah I don't, was, I don't know what that was jumping over the airplane first of all the airplane may not may have only been a couple inches taller than kevin hart yeah so i mean after watching uh diallo and dennis smith jump over two guys who were at least well Shaq pushing seven feet Dwayne wade about six six you know it's or six four excuse me but i mean I like the idea of the dunk, and obviously there's the whole factor of the showmanship that you bring out he, the prop and all that, and he, he has like the helmet and all he that. He should have jumped for the free throw line if he was going to jump over the plane. Yeah. You'd line the plane up right up the middle in the paint, and you jump right over as it's and uh, free not throw only line that, dunk. but when he came down, he ended up like chipping the plane and part of yeah. it. Like, well, he, he's not a, he's not a one footed jumper, so I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get that. what he was going for. Um, the other dunk that I really liked was the Dennis Smith Jr. over J. Cole one. Yes, that was nice. That one was really that was good. Nice. I like the way he sort of that reminded me of Vince Carter dunk because he kind of mm. cocked that thing back and just yeah whipped it in. Aesthetically, it was really pleasing, yes. especially in the slow motion replay. I thought that was the second best dunk of the night. Yeah. Um, Diallo, I think, the deserved winner. Yeah. Even yeah, no though doubt. the dunk contest kind of fizzled out towards the end because the best yeah. dunk was the I, elbow one. I want I want to see them go to three three dunks around. I want to see mm. them go back to that. And also, next year, we're going to have a little Zion Williamson we will. The dunk contest. I hope Zion Williamson. I don't see why he wouldn't do it. And Jay, I hope John Morant does it too. And Donovan Mitchell, he's yes. been saying that he's going to be back in the dunk contest next year. So that should be pretty interesting if we get Zion, John Morant, Donovan Mitchell. Even Giannis was talking about throwing his name in there yeah, at one that, point. Well, oh, my God. We'll get to that dunk later. But talk about the three-point contest. Uh, I, I, I picked Curry, which, you know, wasn't a bad pick. I don't remember who you picked. Who'd you go with? I, um, I think I ended up going with Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Well, again, you can't bet against really any of these guys. But if you look at the field, the guys that we said probably wouldn't do well uh, – Kemba Walker didn't mm. do that well. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton and Damian Lillard, um, you know, didn't do didn't do a mate. I would say all these guys had good rounds, but this isn't this isn't how it was ten years ago where you could have a decent round and get mm. to the finals. You needed to be amazing to get to the finals and win. But uh, geez, Joe Harris and just a lights out shooter. Uh, you know, I, I, I said he was, I don't know if I said he was sort of going to be a dark horse in this, but this uh, this contest was tailor-made for him. It was, and it was really fun to watch as well. Actually, you had a lot of good shooters. Um, yeah. You had the whole suspense whether or not, or not Joe Harris could beat Steph Curry, which obviously he which, ended up doing. Which, and again, it took, and it's not like it, you know, he demolished him. It took 26 mm. points to beat Steph Curry. Right. Um. And that just shows you how good of how great of shooting we have in this league now. 
Like I, when Curry shot in his final round, I thought he was gonna go. Per, he was gonna go perfect because mm. he hit those first nine. And yeah. I, if he would have hit that first t- that that tenth one, I thought he was gonna go at least first fifteen perfect. Um, but again, it shows you Curry had a great round and he still lost. That's that's the amazing thing about the shooters we have in this league. Now. He did, and um, good weekend for New York. Diallo from Queens, I want to say, yep. and then Joe Harris, Harris playing for the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets, yep. And uh, it's I hope I Joe Harris again. He's an underrated player, just like that whole Brooklyn Nets team has been this year. Mm. He's a knockdown shooter. He's improved his game in in uh, big ways, and uh, it just shows now that he beat you know the greatest shooter of all time and. Steph Curry. All right, moving into the skills challenge, which was it was all right. It was pretty fun that, to that watch. That was fun to watch. That that's a nice little appetizer. Yeah, that that's what that is. I had De'Aaron Fox winning. He did not win. Jason Tatum ended up taking the prize home. Um, the end of the skills challenge was really fun with Tatum basically yeah. hitting it from half court. Yeah, that was that was fun to watch as well. Uh, all of them, were, but Jason Tatum had the right. Uh, right strategy there just shoot it from half court because yeah. you're gonna get another ball and if you make it you make it and uh, i know i i don't know who the other guy was but someone else came pretty i think close. it was it might um, have been luca yeah it was Doncic who almost hit it luca that came close as well but uh but you know something that i like the skills challenge i know that there's many people who think it's kind of dumb or whatever but i think as you said it's a good i like appetizer. it too i think there could be little ways you could tweak it mm-hmm. maybe uh uh maybe tweak the end a little bit or maybe tweak uh you can maybe add something else in there, but all in all, I think it's uh, it's pretty fun to watch. It's a good appetizer, and uh, you know there is one thing I wish they would change, which is that you have to hit the pass at the beginning. Yes, because you'll have people like miss it three times in a row, and then they just move into yeah. the layup, which yeah. I think kind of contradicts the entire. That, that's what I think event. so too. Yeah, that, they they used to have it where they think they had five balls there. Now they think they only went to they have three. three. I think. Well, yeah. now because it's such, they made it such a shorter. Uh, a shorter course <clears throat> but i think at the end instead of having one shot that you hit i, I would say you have to hit um you would have to hit a mid-range shot mm-hmm. like right above the little circle and yeah. the, the by the free throw line you hit a straight on three or whatever the side threes are and then you got to hit one about three or four feet behind that one yeah. that's what i that's what i think they should do to end it i think so um but I think that if they introduce little tweaks, it will become a fixture of All Star Weekend even more. Yeah. But so, but it was great. It was fun to watch. Uh, and then of course the big show uh, on Sunday night, the All Star Game, which uh, I don't want to say it surprised me, but I kind of, as I sort of saw that game go on, mm. and I looked at the two rosters, I kind of had a feeling that, you know, I wouldn't say LeBron's team was taking it easy. Yeah, but you kind of got the feeling that at some point in that fourth quarter, or even in, as they did in the late third, they were going to turn on that switch, mm. and then it just it was ball game from there. It was a pretty fun game, though. Um, maybe it's just because I no longer have a laptop, so I can't <laughs> be watching it and doing other things at the same time. But I had a good time watching it. Um, I think the highlight for me was that ridiculous Giannis dunk oh, off man. the Steph Curry bounce pass. That. That was a beautiful, just going all the way up there and coming down with that. I think it was 12 feet above the rim. Just a beautiful showcase of how athletic Giannis is. And then, you know, I I don't know if KD deserved the MVP. I mean, obviously they're going to give it to someone 
from yeah, the winning, winning team, team, but I thought Giannis. I thought Giannis played was better good too. They should give it to a losing team. It's not, mm, yeah, I mean, cause it's it's, it's just the All Star game, so it's not like, you know, yeah. with the NBA Finals, I could get, for instance, why the winning two years yeah. ago LeBron. I think it was two years ago LeBron wasn't given the MVP, even yeah. though he was ridiculous. But if it's just the All Star game, I don't see yeah, why. I would have liked to see Giannis get it, but. Uh, but what what a but I know Curry struggled a little bit. He went like six for twenty one. Kemba Walker, I thought Kemba was Walker. terrible. Yeah, well, he had a lot of pressure on him being the hometown guy. Mm. But uh, Dirk, good for that guy, just going three for three on yeah, threes. That was it, fun. It was good to see him sort of get out there one last time. Uh, but again, we, we don't even know if he's retiring. We know D Wade is going to be the one retiring, but uh, we don't know about. Uh, Dirk, I would have liked to see. I think probably next year, or whenever Vince Carter decides to go, that he's gonna decide. They're gonna decide to put him in the game. I'd like to see him do a couple throwback dunks if he still still has got it in him. Yeah, I think. Um, I, I'm not sure if it was just speculation that I was reading or if he said it at one point, but I believe his intention is to play one more year. So hopefully we get yeah. to see that in 2020. Yeah, but. Uh, the game, the game was fun. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. The, I enjoyed. There was that about from ten minutes on in the fourth quarter, mm. you started seeing everyone play defense, and you just sort of saw, you know, everyone was sort of saying that LeBron's team was way better than Giannis's team, and you kind of saw that at in that fourth quarter as they just sort of buckled down and played defense, and once once that team turned it on, there was no looking back for them. Right, and um, we have some New York Knicks news. Slight news. First of all, Henry Ellenson, formerly of the Detroit Pistons. Guys, is he a Nick now? He is a Nick now. Um, graduate, not graduate, but came out of Marquette after one year. I liked him coming out of college. I thought he was like a Kevin Love type of player. Um, big man, you know, looks a bit pudgy, yeah. but ten, ten day, ten day. I know they signed day. John Jenkins. They signed to, John uh, Jenkins two, year two years. I think they have an option after the first year. Yeah, that, that's exactly what they did with Trey Burke last year. I know they done it with. I want to say uh, they did it with Ron Baker. I think they even did it with Langston Galloway too. Mm. So you know he, he's played good. I, I think he's okay. Few games, um, few games with the Knicks. You know, I mean, credit to him. He's persevered. I think now for five or six years in the G League system, getting 10-day contracts, when he could have probably just gone to Europe and played for yeah. a decent team over there. Well, speaking of going to another country, former Nick great uh, Michael Beasley, my, my favorite Nick, he went <laughs> went to China. Again, um, this is a third yes, time, he's going to China. But he's, he's, gonna, he's like Stefan Marbury 2.0 over there. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's very well liked over there. I think they offered him a multi-million dollar contract uh, the year he signed with the Knicks, so last year, and he turned that down, multi-year, mm. multi-million dollar deal, to come and stay in China, and he signed with the Knicks. Um, and he parlayed that into a deal with the Lakers. I, it, it was, it was good, but I, you know, things just didn't work out for him. And uh, yeah, um, you know, good for him. He's gonna get paid, and he's gonna be putting up easy buckets in the Chinese yeah. league. I think this says a lot about the Lakers roster construction over the summer, just uh, because. Yeah. I mean, we all thought at first that it was random that they would sign. They Michael made Beasley, they made the N- they they made the NBA meme team. They, that's what they did. And it's not even like it's not like he even played. I think for like the first two months of the season, um, his mother was dealing with cancer. Yeah. I'm not sure if she she passed she, away. She, she, passed she did away pass away about. I want to say about 
month and a half ago. Yeah, because um, I, I want to say that they had a shot of them together yeah, when the yeah, Lakers yeah. played um, in Washington. So there was that. Um, his career with the Lakers never really He's, got started. Yeah. It's, it's a shame because he is a very, very useful player. Very good yeah. offensive player. Can score with both hands. Very athletic. You know, you just had to figure out how to use him right. You know, when he was at the Knicks last year, and they were a bad team, obviously, but... Mm. The the Knicks know how, know how to use him. They use him as sort of a sixth man. You throw him out there when Cantor comes off the floor, and you yeah. you get a easy buckets from him. The guy he had like a couple thirty point games. But with, uh, you know, actually, Knicks. now that you bring this up, someone who I think now in hindsight could have used Michael Beasley are the Sacramento Kings, because now they've yes, gone out and that's, that's, they got um they got Harrison Barnes. I, I, I like forgot that. what they traded. I like for that him. pickup. I like it too. Um, I forgot what they traded for Barnes, but I, I don't think it was like a big, a big trade. Let's see. Let's see what they. Uh, oh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Shout out to Basketball Reference for shout out the easy lookup. But they traded for Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph. All right, Zach Randolph, who they traded him just to get rid of his contract, yeah, sort, of, sort of pushing the end of his career. And then Justin Jackson. Um, this is the one that came out of UNC, I think. That is, but correct. he is he's pretty solid. Yeah, decent. He's okay. Like yeah, he uh, let's see what he's averaging this season. He's putting up. Uh, he's put actually put up eighteen, averaging eighteen in his first two games, first four games. Excuse me. In uh, and uh, nah, I won't say eighteen. He's averaging four, in uh, in his first few games, playing eight minutes a night. So yeah, I don't know how we. I don't know what Dallas is sort of doing though. They got a. They got all the Knicks guys that came over, so I don't know if they're trying to win or what they're trying to do. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, with this Sacramento deal, I do see why they wanted to get rid of Harrison Barnes's contract. Yeah, and he and he sort of really didn't have a fit there because Porzingis is now there. Right. You have Luca there. You know, they dished away Dennis Smith Jr. because they felt he didn't have a mm. – have a fit there. But. And um, the Randolph contract expires at the end of the season. Yes. Right? And he's uh, he's had a good career. I don't know how much longer yeah. he's going to play, but he's had a solid career. Yeah, I think Dallas right now, um, I guess they want to clear cap space, which is what yeah. they did with, you know, trading DeAndre Jordan, Harrison yep. Barnes. And because of the window to act on Porzingis and Doncic being together isn't that sizable um with Doncic like sure you have a bit more room but you have to keep in mind this is someone who's been playing professionally since 17 yeah. so he has um you know a bit more he's weight on his legs yeah and well and also his growth is accelerated so he's ready you know I would if you put him in the playoffs now you know he'd uh there's there's really no one who can uh, stop him. There's not a there's not a guy who can lock him up in the league. Right. Um, but the big news in in New York, sort of James Dolan, is he going to sell? Is he not going to sell? Every time you, they put out something like this, it's uh, it's always uh, claimed that it's false by the Knicks. Hmm. But uh, I assume this is something that we're going to be talking about in our sports reporting uh, class later tonight. Later but uh, yeah, but MSG is uh, MSG is saying that they're 100 percent false, but uh, you never know what's going on with uh, James Dolan and the Knicks. Is um, is MSG publicly traded? MSG is publicly traded, but it is owned by James Dolan. Uh, all the MSG Madison Square Garden stuff, all the 
MSG Networks, mm. all all owned by Dolan. I mean, because they can't. The, I mean, if they're a publicly traded company, I guess they would be. Um, they can't lie to their stockholders. So I guess. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Dolan's the executive chairman and CEO, but mm. pretty much. I mean, what's a bit weird about this whole thing is that I I didn't really see, unlike other years, I didn't see like massive reports coming out that yeah. Dolan was going to sell the Knicks. It, they kind of just came out. It's with always it every couple of years you sort of hear something about it, but I I don't know what they. I I wouldn't be surprised if they sell this if he sells the Knicks, but at the same time, that's it. Always seems like he wants to keep on selling and keep on hold of the Knicks and never sell. But according to Bill Simmons, he uh, he said that he was filling offers strictly for the Knicks, mm-hmm. but not MSG coming along with it. Um, he said he reported this, uh, I would say, last Sunday or a couple Sundays ago. But um, Simmons was pretty sure that these offers were being taken under the table. Um, but... You know, MSG said a quote there, the story's 100% false, there has been nothing, no discussions, no plans to have discussions, nothing. Mm. Which, that's a lot of, it's a lot of no's and nothing going on in that statement. There is, and um, one final note, since I know that you and our producer have to go film your stand-ups. That's tough. Um, Bill Simmons, who you just brought up, said that everyone he has spoken to around the league says that Kevin Durant will go to the New York Knicks. Uh, Bill Simmons is, I don't know if he's Nostradamus or he's got a, he's got some inside sources there, but... He was one of the first to bring up that LeBron would be going to L.A. like that, a year yes. before that. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope uh, he's right. I hope Dolan sells the Knicks and Durant, uh, Durant comes to Knicks. But before we end, I got to say, this is going to be an exciting sort of year for New York sports, you know, mm-hmm. Mets and Yankees. The Yankees are got World Series hopes. The Mets seem to be, you know, they brought in Cano. That's well, that's got to be exciting to watch. They brought up a ton of free agents. They got this new general manager. Um, the Nets are surprisingly good this year, and the Knicks are going to head into free agency. If they land Zion, geez, the amount of media coverage that's mm-hmm. that team's going to get. Uh, the Giants sort of they're they're sort of the outlier here, but the Jets, Sam Darnold, the quarter looks like quarterback of the future, and the Jets have a high draft pick. Um, and in hockey, you know, it, the Islanders without John Tavares, we don't really talk about a lot of hockey here, mm. but there is a lot of excitement going on on Long Island with the in well, Brooklyn too, but with the New York Islanders. And uh, with that, we'll uh, close it out a little. Shorter than usual, but we I think we still pushed about thirty minutes I on the podcast so. here today. Uh, Wilco, you wanna you got anything to say before we sign off here? I do not. Give me an update on that soccer game though. What who are we watching? And we are watching Atletico Madrid take on Juventus in the round of sixteen in the Champions League. Atletico winning two 0 at home. What um, round are we in in the Champions Champions? Round League? of sixteen. Round of sixteen. So um, the return game is next week. So it should be pretty interesting. All right, and with that, that is it for this week's edition of the Martinez Marcelo podcast. For Wilco, this is Daniel. I hope you all have a wonderful week.